About to listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo, pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International, Takare. Bishop Kwesi Ampofo has a unique teaching with a clearer understanding of the word. Get ready for an awesome time in the word and receive your blessing, healing, and prophetic word as you listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo. As I sing praises to your name. Hallelujah. Hebrews 5, 12, 13, and 14. If you haven't underlined it in your Bible, underline it. It says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. Amen. Now, I believe that this is a very important word that you are just about to experience. The Bible talks about unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now, in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the Bible is a reflection of God to us amen your relationship with God is equivalent to your relationship to your Bible you are not closer to God than you are close to your Bible you don't know God more than you know your Bible if you want to know how much you know God, if you want to know how much you obey God, ask yourself, how much do I obey the word of God? Hallelujah. Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Psalm 119 verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Thy word, God's word, is the light by which we walk through this dark world. Anybody who does not walk by the word of God is walking in darkness. Amen. I said, if you are not walking by the word of God, you are walking in darkness. You are lost when you do not walk by the word of God. And many people do not walk by the word of God, even in the church. 
but they feel that they are okay and that is why it's for them that the scripture says that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end is what? destruction death amen so you may think you're on the right way you know sometimes when the lights are off and you're going you think you're walking in the right way but your leg will hit a table two weeks ago I called my mother and I said oh I heard that her leg was hurting her my brother told me and she said so I said is it from the medicine the medication you're taking she said no but the lights were off and she was trying to look for her torchlight and her toe hit the table you see so when there is darkness your toe will hit the table many people have hurts in their life and accidents and they've taken wrong decisions and they've had various unhappy situations happening to them in life because they did not take a decision based on the word of god amen they took a decision based on an idea or a thought that they had which seemed good to them it seemed like it's a good idea it seemed like it was a right decision but at the end of it you discovered that it wasn't the right decision so the bible talks in verse 13 he says for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness so the word of god is is like is something that needs skill to be developed in handling it amen are you understanding like for example if we take a footballer like maybe abedi pele or um the, the, are you all these guys one of the reason why you know them is because of their skill in handling the football i'm sure when i mentioned joyce Aberbio, many of us who know joyce Aberbio. do you know joyce Aberbio? okay quite a number of us know joyce Aberbio. others don't know joyce Aberbio. she's a she's she's a seamstress who has excelled in her work so much that she's world class you know in her sewing you see and so anybody who becomes very good at what he does becomes known if you look at this latest um um political um aspirant i mean he's won the seat for takwa and he's on tv always advertising food you see and you see him Ezibane. Then the people are happy. The people, too, when they went to vote, they felt that he is the one who will come and lead them into somewhere. So they voted for him. But you see, he's, he's very skillful in advertising things. You see, um, if you listen to local gospel music, you will know the name Nasi. Nasi, almost every song you hear today, Nasi is involved in it. You know, and he's very skillful in arranging and organizing and writing the songs you you get what i'm saying so when somebody is skilled in something it means that he's an expert in handling it when we used to learn how to drive when we started driving we would be driving very stiff like they've used concrete to cast us and you can't even turn your neck but when you become good at driving you even be texting which you shouldn't be doing but you'll be texting looking at other things 
driving with one hand, you know. I remember I was teaching my son how to drive, and we're driving, we're going somewhere, he was using one hand, and I was very uncomfortable. At a point, I said, I'll say it. I said, look, use your two hands to drive. <laughs> you see, because you are now learning. So you can't be using one hand, because using one hand to drive, and one you sugar one on your window, is a sign of skill. The guy's a skilled driver. Very good in driving. I was driving through some rough places recently, and um, after I drove through it, I told the people, look, it's been 35 years of driving. <laughs> I cannot get stuck here. Amen. So, the word of God also is something that you have to develop skill in handling. Amen. You have to develop your skill in handling the word of God. I would like to read Ephesians chapter 6 um, verse 16 to give you um, an, an idea of handling. Ephesians 16 says above all taking the shield of faith where we shall be able to quench all the fairy dust of the wicked and verse 17 says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Amen. Now, when we watch films, especially these type of Chinese films and warrior films, you see that they will be training somebody to become very good in handling a particular tool. One of them is the sword. You see? The sword. So, the person would be practicing all the time. There are various things that he does to, you know, become good at using the sword. Isn't that the case? When, when we talk about the sword, we can talk about the samurai. The samurais are Japanese swordsmen. Very, very skillful. Extremely skillful with the sword. Do you get the whole thing? So, if the word of God is likened to sword, then when we talk about the skill of, of the word, you should be able to understand that if somebody takes a sword and another person takes a sword you know before this one will know this guy can just do something then his sword is out of his hand you see the, the expert swordsman hey before they, then that he has cut this off then he's done this he's done many things to you before you can blink your eye because the guy is very good with the sword now in the same way you must be good with the word of God I said you must be good with the word of God and there are three major practice drills that you must go through to become good with the word of God three major practice drills a drill, a drill is you know the army, the soldiers, the navy they have what they call drills you know, the paramilitary organizations and they are doing a drill. Even in a normal place like this, I invited the fire service guys to come and take us to a fire drill one of these days. One of these days we'll do a fire drill. If there's a fire in the church, what should we do? It's called a drill. So they was okay, so we're going to simulate a fire situation. So when the fire happens, this is what you do. Everybody gather at this point. Everybody do this. Everybody do that. I get what I'm saying. Now, there are some drills 
that you do you know, for the soldiers, maybe is jogging. They do jogging, they do push-ups, they do sit-ups, they do certain things. It's a drill that builds them up. Okay. Now there are three drills that you must do to become good with the word of God. In fact, four. Four drills. Four drills. Number one, I'll mention them, they will take them one by one. Number one is reading the word of God. Reading the word of God. Four, four ways to become skillful in the word. Reading the word of God. Reading. R-E-A-D-I-N-G. Reading the word of God. Number two, is studying the word of God. So what's number one? Reading. Number two, studying. You study. You study the word. You study the word. It's different from reading. Okay? Then number three, you meditate on the word of God. You meditate on the word of God. We are, we are trying to become skillful people at the word. You meditate on the word of God. What's number one? Number two, number three, meditate. Then number four is preaching or teaching the word of God. Preaching or teaching the word of God. Preaching or teaching the word of God. These are the four main drills you have to go through so that you can become skillful in handling the word of righteousness. So we want to take them one by one and look at them. We want to look at reading. Okay? Alright. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers. Even do you see the exhortation he's giving him? Be an example in word. Hallelujah. Be an example in word, in conversation, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading. Amen. Give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Okay? Give attendance to reading to exhortation, to doctrine. Um, reading, exhortation is the teaching and preaching part. And doctrine, it would be more to do with Bible study. Because when we talk about doctrine, then maybe we are talking about, say, the doctrine of faith. See, what can you say about faith? The doctrine of the church. You see, the doctrine of the church. It's, it's a doctrine, it's a teaching which you must understand the essence of the church why the church is here why Satan has not overtaken the world and that at a time a time will come the church will be extracted from the earth and then Satan will have a full you know, fields day are you getting me? so the doctrine of the church the relationship of God to Christ and the, the similarity between Christ and the church you see, and how the church is very important to God and the people who work in the church, the rewards for working in the church. You see, so we call it the doctrine of the church, the doctrine of sin, the doctrine of justification. So that's what we call their teachings. 
Are you with me? And, and, and you, must, you must know these things. You must understand them. How do you understand them? Listen to preaching, but mostly by reading and studying the word yourself. So that is why we're going to look at how to become skillful in the word. When you meet somebody, the person begins to talk about the Sabbath day. What do you know about the Sabbath? The person begins to dispute the payment of tithes and offerings. What do you know about tithes and offerings? What is the doctrine? What is the basis? What is the teaching? You know, a doctrine is a systematic teaching. Okay, so you must understand even the doctrine of man, the doctrine of woman, the doctrine of um, forgiveness, uh, the doctrine of reconciliation. You see, the doctrine of deliverance, casting out of devils, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit and the church, the Holy Spirit and the believer, the Holy Spirit and your character, the Holy Spirit and your future, the Holy Spirit and your tongues, the Holy Spirit and your feelings, the Holy Spirit. You see, there are so many things that you need to learn. Are you realizing that? Yeah. And all these things comes to add to how much of an expert you are with your sword. Okay? Some of us, if we take our sword when Satan meets you, he will just he will just do like this and your sword will fall down. Remember when Jesus met Satan in the wilderness, Matthew chapter 4, Satan brought the first temptation. What did Satan, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, it is written. And then Satan saw that, no, he's using the word. So the second temptation, Satan said, it is written. Then Jesus said, it is written again. It means a higher scripture. There's another scripture that counts. You see, for example, the brother is trying to take advantage of you. He says that the Bible says, greet one another with a holy kiss. So sister, stretch, stretch your mouth. I have to kiss you because it's the Bible. Then the sister, what should the sister say? The sister should say, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18 or 19. Say that, abstain from all appearance of evil. And then another scripture, flee youthful last. So it is written, so it is true that we are to greet with a holy case, but it is written again. Yeah, I suspect your greeting is not just greetings. There is something more to your greeting. So abstain from all appearance of evil. You see, so how much of the word you know would always be your source of defense? So now what does it mean to read? You know, because in this scripture, which should be your memory verse, the Bible says in verse 13, what does it say? Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Okay, now, another scripture in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 8. Nehemiah 8 Eight. That's just another important scripture for reading the Bible. So let me let's open Nehemiah. Where is Nehemiah? It's before Psalms. Nehemiah chapter eight, verse eight. The Bible says from verse seven. Also Joshua and Bani, Rebiah, Damin, da 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 da, Hanan, the Levites, caused the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their place. Verse 8. So they read. They read. They read. They read. They didn't study. They didn't meditate. 
they read okay they read in the book in the law of god distinctly and gave their sense and caused them to understand the reading okay they read we see here again they read now when we go through the bible deuteronomy numbers especially the places where moses was giving the law and god was instructing him how to lead israel one of the main things was that they should read they should read the law especially in public okay they should read it to the people now what is it what does it mean to read and that is what we want to understand a bit and apply to our lives now there are three ways of um if i should say reading one is to meditate one is to study and then one is to read reading is a way to have a general view a, what I would call a panoramic view of the word of God amen what do I mean by a panoramic view if I, I put you on top of this church and you see that you will be able to see the whole of Takrade you see you will see New Takrade then you will see the harbor in the distance then you see um, the, the um, Park Grant area you see the Market Circle area you know, you see um, number nine, you see Anaji in the back, you see so it's called a panoramic view so when we ask you where is Anaji O? from here let me, let me just test it with somebody you know Takrade, come but I don't know whether your GPS is working stand here can you imagine where you are facing now? we are facing approximately north from where we are standing we are facing approximately north or slightly northwest. So, based on where we are standing now, where is Anaji? Hey, no, no, your 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 your, your GPS is spot. How can Anaji be here? Who is a geologist or who is surveying? You see, where we are standing, even if we are going to Anaji, Pastor Edward, we are going to your house. Where would we go? We'll go straight to the junction. Will you take right? You take left. You take left to where? Polly. Isn't it? Which is now if we are facing here. Uh, is that not the case? Then we go from Polly to Banchiasi. We are come like this. At Banchiasi, we are going to Anaji. We still have to go like that towards Prince of Peace. So we are coming back here. So it's almost straight. And you see, if you use this road, the Efian road, and you hit Summer Lodge, uh, if you just project yourself straight, you are in Anaji. Isn't it? So geographically, Anaji is here. BU is here. Kwekuma will be here. Are you with me? Second is here. Are you with me? New Takrade is here. Do you understand? Harbor is here. Mm. Ezekiel should be like this. Are you with me? Apramdo should be like that. Are you getting it? Intraban should be like that. So from where I am, I generally have an idea of where everything is. Now, a Christian, if I ask you, who is Bathsheba? 
Who is Bathsheba? Cassandra, you, you, you would know. So who is Bathsheba? Who is Bathsheba? Now, you see, if you don't know Bathsheba, you don't know Anaji. You will be lost in Takrade. I remember the first day I came to Takrade, about one week later, I went to visit somebody around um, a race course. Hey, I was coming. I was lost. I was afraid. I said, hey, I'm lost. Where, where would I end up? You know, and I was driving on the uh, Kwesimin team, Anaji bypass. I said, hey, where is this? I was very afraid in the night. You know, I didn't know where I was. But it was, it is a good road. It's the right road. And it's not a big deal. I mean, you can't even get lost in Takrade. Place is too small. You bombings end up somewhere that you know. You see. But because I didn't know, I was afraid. Now, if you don't know Bathsheba, it's very serious. After church, we have a meeting. Bathsheba is the woman that David slept with. Uriah's wife, uh, the son that he had with her, died. And they had another son called what? Solomon. So Bathsheba is Solomon's mother. You see, so like this, it's like, you know, you, they're, they're, I have a, an understanding. You see, David, who was a king before David? It was Saul. You should know about the story of how Saul wanted to kill David. Yeah. And the various escape, and David and Jonathan, Noah, and the story of Noah, Lot, the story of Lot and his wife. You should know what happened to Lot's wife. She turned into a pillar of salt. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, you should have a general understanding and knowledge of the word. And that is what reading the Bible does. Reading the Bible gives you a general understanding of the word of God. You will know about Balaam. You will know about Balak. You know about the donkey that talks. You know about how he couldn't curse the Israelites. You know about all those things. You understand? Now, when you know all that, what does it do? It makes you... You see, if somebody comes and he's... And I'm talking about moving. So, you want to go to where? You want to go to Ketan? Okay, so the best route is this, that, that. He will feel that. Charlie, this guy is an expert in the town. You see? So, you too, what do you know in the word? And to know anything in the word, you have to apply the method of reading. You can't study because study is too microscopic. I'll show you what is study. Um, Pastor Blake, come. So imagine that somebody wants to describe Pastor Blake, but he is seen only here. Only here. Huh? He is seen only here. Are you seeing what I'm showing you? So when I ask him, what is the color of Pastor Blake? What will he say? What will he say? Black. If another person is looking only here, this patch, and we ask him, what is the color of this same Pastor Blake? What will he say? White. When we say, is Pastor Blake tall or short? Do you think they can say it? Because they are only looking at here. I mean, can you imagine your eyes here? Would you know whether he's tall or short? If when your eye opened, you were looking at 
in the armpit of an elephant. Can you imagine the armpit of an elephant? And we ask you, describe an elephant. Can you describe the elephant? Can you? You can't, Ivy, can you? No, because you, you need to step back. Huh? You need to step back so that you can see, ah, an elephant. He has a big head and a very small tail. I mean, it's for a lion, but it applies to the elephant. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you read the Bible, you start reading Genesis. Genesis talks about the story of creation. And then creation led to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve led to what? Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel led to, um, after Cain and Abel, we had who? Who do we have? Noah. Yes. And then after Noah, we had who? Abraham. Abraham came into the scene. When Abraham came into the scene, Abraham had a nephew called Lot. And Abraham and Lot went on a journey. At a point, there was fight between Abraham and his um, Lot's people. They separated themselves. So Lot went to a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you understand? All these are major landmarks of the Bible. This is Kresibintim. This is Anaji. This is, um, uh, this is uh, uh, Snake Junction. This is um, 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 CK Man. This is this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Then Lot. Then from Lot, um, Abraham. Abraham. Um, his wife couldn't give birth Sarah, angels came to visit them and then he prayed for Sodom and Gomorrah and then the fire came and burnt the place and Lot um, escaped and Lot slept with his children gave birth to other people all these things are things you would know not through a study but through the reading you are reading like a story yeah, you see if you are watching a series let's say you are watching something on TV and then they are doing something. Maybe in the, in the, in the, in the movie they are showing, they, they showed that the guy was doing some particular thing. He said, well, I, like to, I, like, I want to know this particular thing. So you keep reversing, reversing that particular place, how he did it. Are you with me? How he did That's a study. It's a meditation of what the person did. It is not the film, the movie. That's not the movie. But in the movie, you saw that the guy was doing something that caught your interest. So you, you, you paused and you did a microscopic study and analysis of what the person was doing. You see, so that's a study. It's different from watching the movie. We are watching it from the beginning to the end. When we finish, we don't know. Okay, it seems as if the mother of the son is this one and the father is this. Okay, let's watch it again. You start watching it again. Then you say, oh, okay, so this is how the whole story is. Do you get the whole thing? That is how you should read your Bible. You should read it. Read three chapters. Read five chapters. Read ten chapters. It's like a book. Hmm? Like a novel. So you read. You read Genesis. Then you learn about Joseph. Learn about his children. Learn about Potiphar. Learn about Pharaoh. Are you with me? Learn about his dreams. Then move into Exodus. Then you see the bondage. You see Moses. You see deliverance. And then you see the 40-year journey in the desert. Then he hands over to Joshua. Then you see um, judges. And um, Joshua comes, then judges. You know, then you have the first kings, second kings, and all the different, different kings. You have um, all the different kings that they came in, in Israel. Amen. You have the poets, poetic books. You have the prophets, the major prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, who wrote Lamentations. Then you have um, Ezekiel. And then you have um, Daniel. They have the minor prophets, 12 of them. 
you, you understand what I'm saying? How would you know all these things? You know it as you just spend a year, two, three, reading. 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 You are not studying. The only thing you need when you read is a dictionary. Because, for example, you are reading Galatians 5.19. Galatians 5.19, I want a particular word. It says that now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery. You know, now, many of you don't know what the meaning of adultery is. If you like, we can try to define adultery now. You see that you don't know what the meaning of adultery is. Yeah, it, as simple as it may sound, you may assume everybody knows what the meaning of adultery is. So, as you read, you just look through the dictionary, you know, but this particular word is what I'm talking about, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is a word. You came across it as you read. When we were kids, we were reading, we read big books. I mean, the books we read, 1,000 pages, 1,500 pages. We read Harold Robbins, Robert Ludlum, class 7, class 6, form 1. You know, big books, big books. If the book is less than 500 pages, we are likely to use one day to read it. Yeah, we read. And we have a little book we attach to the book, which we write words. So as we read, we would come across new words that we've not read before. I remember one particular word I, I met one day was the word salient. S-A-L-I-E-N-T. Salient. I also met another word, cogent. I met another word, um, I met many words. So you have a big book, a lot of words, and then their meanings. And then you add it to your vocabulary. So when you are discussing Look, the salient part of the discussion, you see, that you are lost. How did I know in school? No, I didn't learn it in school. I learned it by myself as I was reading. You see, so as you read, you may want to have a dictionary. And when you come across words you don't understand, you just find out what the words are. It's different from a study. You see, but if you do not move into reading, number one, you've disobeyed an instruction in the Bible. And number two, you will never know much about the Bible. You will be here, and when we say, where is energy, you turn like this. Here. Which is the sea. You are going into the sea. So you see that you don't know anything in the scriptures. You see? Yeah. If you have a problem, where would you turn to? You, you don't know about Hannah. And how Hannah was patient. How Hannah waited on the Lord. How Hannah, in spite of a mistake judgment, that his, her pastor passed on her, she remained put, um, patient and she remained tolerant in the church, irrespective of false information and allegations being laid at her feet. You see that, oh, I'm not the only one that have received allegations. Hannah also received, but Hannah remained in the church. And as Hannah remained in the church, she received her breakthrough by being patient and remaining in the church. Because after she was accused of being a drunkard, she also received a prophecy that one year from now, what you ask of the Lord shall be in your hands. Are you with me? So that, ex- that example, I, I have it, I know it, because I've read the story of First Samuel, Second Samuel, the origins of the prophet Samuel and, and all that. Okay? So, 
the first thing you want to do is to move into reading. And reading, you may give yourself one whole year, you will read through the whole Bible. Chapter by chapter, book by book. And I believe that God is going to make you a skillful believer. Now, one of the things that prevents you from reading is what you are reading. Many of us, our Bibles don't encourage reading. Okay? Now, my Bible, I have different types of Bibles. This Bible is for reading. You can see the way it is. Where's your Bible? Come, come. So, your Bible. Lift your Bible. Same Bible. Same Bible. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, this is New Testament. So, but at least it means it should be half. So, if I cut my Bible in two, it should be equal to what he's holding. You see, now if you want to read this one, you will not be successful in reading. Why? Because number one, it doesn't even feel like a book. Okay? You won't feel like you are doing something very serious. The writing is very small. You see? Can you read from here? No, no. Stand there. No. Stand, you just stand normal. Can you read? Are you sure? Read. Um, Chapter 23. It's not there. Verse, verse 23. He's reading. But you can see how he was struggling. Read chapter 3, verse 3. Why? Sit down. Because the, the typeface is bigger. It's bigger, isn't it? It's bigger. It's got red letters. It's exciting. It has some underlinings. It has even the headings, Ezekiel, at the top, big. You see, your Bible too is an interesting Bible. Lift it up. Bring it. Bring it. So this is a, is it a Thompson chain? You said? Okay. So you see her Bible also. It's big, isn't it? It's like a book. Can you imagine your textbook, physics textbook is small like this. Your physics textbook, come. Chemistry. Uh, you are learning Boyce Law, Charles Law, all those things. Saponification fermentation like this you never you never there's no textbook like this huh? a textbook you see that it will be like this to facilitate reading you see so your first step to reading is to get something that can help you to read something that will assist you to read something that you enjoy reading probably a bible you cannot easily carry around are you getting me you see, this one is also a Bible, Tom Index, golden rimmed, everything is nice with um, chain reference, but you can't read with this. You can read a couple of scriptures with this, but if she wants to read, she's reading the story of Joseph. You see, and she'll be reading and how Joseph, her brothers did this to her, him, and then they sold him to slavery and that and that and that and that. You see that you would more enjoy reading from this than from that you see so you need to get a, a, a reading friendly bible amen I listen to what I'm saying and then you have to read a minimum 
of one chapter at a time. If you say you are reading, you have to read a minimum of one chapter at a time. Otherwise, you will not understand. You see, it's like a sini. So let's assume you take, um, you take Ephesians. Ephesians is made up of six, um, six chapters. So Ephesians is one season and it has six episodes. Episode one, episode two, episode three. You see, if you are watching um, Prison Break or you are watching 24, you are watching any of the series, you get, you won't be happy if you just watch five minutes and you stop. No. In fact, when even the season, the episodes, you, you finish one, you wish you can watch the second, then they will show you except next, next episode, next week, Thursday, Tom, this is what will happen. Then you see the man has done this, the man has done this. He said, ah, I wish I could watch this today. Isn't it? Yeah. When you are reading your Bibles like that, the chapter, the whole book, Ephesians chapter 6, so episode 1, you read from beginning to end so that you can get the, in, in Nehemiah 8, 8, he says that so that they got the understanding of what they read in Nehemiah 8, 8. Nehemiah 8, 8. Nehemiah 8, 8. He said that all the people gathered themselves together so they read in the book in the law of the God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. Hallelujah. So may you be a reader of the word when you read and your minimum reading is what one chapter i i use a, a bible study um guide it gives me a minimum of 10 chapters a day 10 chapters from 10 different books so i'll be reading the story acts how paul was taken to prison then it will jump to job chapter 22 then I read a bit the whole chapter then it takes me to this because I want to read the whole Bible in a certain time and I want to know what is where I want to know what is where I want to know where is Quisimintim I want to know where is Lagos Town I want to know where is Apramdo do you get what I'm saying? yeah, so I can't just be um, discovering just here and here I have to sit in the car we have to drive, oh here is this oh this is the Vodafone Road oh, okay here is Ezekiel, okay this road goes here. Okay, let's drive. Then you go to the MTN runabout. Okay, so here goes to Harbour. This goes to the test and um, um, what? Takra, this sports club area. Okay, okay. Now I see. Okay, so let's go back. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? So you too you must read steady your word. Read about Joshua. Read about Gideon. Read about Naaman. And he dipped and he dipped and he dipped and dipped and dipped and dipped and dipped and he came out oh and his name was Naaman. it's not a song it's a story in the bible amen read about elisha read about elijah read about gehazi huh they are all guys and characters in the bible uh it's like opia this is opia this is um katare uh, this is liwe this is this. You have to know about all of them as they are staring in the Bible. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you going to read your Bible from today? Some of you have to get another Bible, get a new Bible that will help you to read. Close your eyes and pray. Say, Lord, help me to read and to get into your word in the way that I should. Lord, I leave to my head.
believe you've been blessed by this message. For copies of this message, visit our Vision Bookshop at our church premise near Wampo One. Would you sing it with me? I worship you, great I am.